Welcome to Tavern Talks, where two friends have casual conversations about how to make the most of your time at the table. I'm Jesse. And I'm Steven. And again, tradition has a that we always have a specialty beer with us as we enjoy our time at the table. And today we have a Coors Golden Beer. Yes, we do. A, bank, uh, a golden banquet beer. Oh, sorry. Specialty. It is specialty. This is in a special special treat to have with a special friend and to enjoy on this special occasion. Cheers, my friend. Cheers to you. What do you think? It's nice. It's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, this is actually brewed with 100% Rocky Mountain water. So it might be refreshing because it tastes more like water. Than yeah. Like, where's the beer? Where's the beer? <laughs> Speaking of complicated backstories. Oh, absolutely. Today, um, we're going to be talking mostly about the question that we posed last week, which was, how do we create meaningful backstories? Now, what we mean by this, uh, obviously, as a disclaimer, not everyone plays D&D for the backstories, right. for the story, for the role play. Yeah. A lot of people play for the exploration, the combat. That's great. But what we mean when we talk about meaningful backstories goes mostly along with that role-playing aspect of how do we create stories that not necessarily are novel, sure, but helps you have a better understanding of your character. Yeah, and to be able to not just uh, make decisions about for the character and in-game in, in stuff, but to be able to also, in a, in a fun way, just to be able to enjoy the character itself because I know that creating backstories is sometimes can feel more at times like well if I if I have this backstory prepared and everything it's going to help me just make the character um, logistically better but no I want to make a meaningful backstory that I actually enjoy as well you know yeah yeah so. absolutely um, I think what it really comes down to at least from my experience has been learning to understand your character as a person Mm. not really as a set of stories. Mm. Um, like what I, what I mean when I say that is you hear a lot of stories about people with backstories that are like 30 pages. <laughs> Just like I'm, I'm a DM. I write a lot. Yeah. I don't understand that. Sure. Uh, I could not write that much. <laughs> um, and yet, and yet what I often find is that a lot of those are just stories sure. of oh this happened when i was seven mm. you know this happened when i was 12 this happened in the city of corinth yeah on my 13th birthday during the solstice moon wow you know yeah I'm... very elaborate <laughs> stories but it doesn't really seem to inform who that character is sure. as a person right uh you, it doesn't have to be super long for you to to be able to have an understanding of not only what your character has done, mm -hmm. but what they are more likely to do in the future. Yeah. You know, how do they make decisions? How do they react to situations? Yeah, and... I think it could be fun for that person to create those stories that they want. I mean, if they're a writer, if they do whatever, they just write them for themselves. And, and that might apply during game where you want to share a different story about, about your backstory and how that makes sense for your character. But I don't know for me, again, as like even as a player, writing out my backstory for my, for my character and stuff, 
I, it, for me, it seems like I, I want to have somewhat like clear, like bullet points of like, you know, who they are, what they've done, what's, what's, what's the whole, you know, their goal, flaws, like we, what, like we're going to talk about, but just a little bit more clear because when you then role play, I need to be able to sort of remember things, right? And can you remember all those different, th- you might, I don't know, right? What do you think? I don't. <laughs> you can't. Personally, no. Yeah. Uh, when I'm DMing, I have my notes. I have to have my notes right in front sure. of me. Or I forget. Think about playing a character, having your character sheet, and all that as well. Um, yeah, it can be tough to flip back to mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I do. I do like the way that you you kind of think about it in a simple way of just sure. bullet points of this is the main. Maybe maybe it's events. Maybe it's oh this happened. But because this happened, it has caused me to be like this, Mm. you know, or maybe if you don't write it down, at least knowing that, you know, like you can have all the events, all the life events in the world. But what has your character learned from those events? How is how have those events changed Please excuse the interruption. (laughs) I had a thought, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But right. So. How have those events influenced how the character responds to future events? Mm -hmm. Almost, it's almost interesting to think of a backstory as not a history of the character, but a way of informing the character's future decisions. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's more a guide of saying, okay, it's good to know some history about to know about myself if people ask. But what it's really telling me is how I'm going to act in the future. Right, because you're, the backstory stories are great, but that's already done. Right. It's already happened. And so right now you're living in present and future preparing for something else. And so you're, I mean, a meaningful backstory, and we'll get to this at some point too, is like it's sort of adaptable. Like you're going to continue. So what? Right. how does that character move forward with everything? Um, I think it's really fun to, uh, as we've been talking about Tavern Talks, and we have you guys a part of the table, and yeah. and we ask questions to you, and you guys answer in that same way. And, and, and so when we when we ask for different responses, we have some different ones that come up and, you know, there was a uh, person named at, uh, Bree Ashley, who was sort of gave us a fun response that we thought it would be fun, uh, to be able to add to the conversation. Um, and they said, um, uh, here we go. Allow the characters to grow and evolve throughout the campaign, which is exactly what we just exactly. said. Yeah. So yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It, it really, and I like, I like how she uses the word, like grow and evolve, you know, as it's not, you're not stagnant. Yep. Right. Um, you're you're not this character that has already lived, and now this is the result of his life. Most of the time, this is happening in the, in the middle of a character's oh, totally. life. There's still so much development that can happen. So, your character has to be dynamic. Absolutely. Because all, all humans are. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I think that's that's a really interesting point to bring up. So sure, you have this backstory, maybe even something of uh, you know a, a brooding rogue. You know that the class that classic archetype of <laughs> you know it's 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 hard for me to open up to people, oh, just wow. because of all the pain in my past. Just so much pain. You know those guys, oh, right? Stealth check. <laughs> but but what's stopping that character from, for the first time, he's experiencing 
working in a group, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was a lone wolf. You know, but now he's he's in a party. He's interacting with people oh, yeah. on a daily basis. And what if that starts to change him? Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, wh- who's to say that what you created in the backstory has to be how you always play your character? Because as we're kind of saying, it's not a backstory. It's oh, a forward my gosh. story. Whoa. I'm like legitimately wow. Title of the episode. That's <laughs> But going off that too. Uh, what at Brie Ashley was saying too is that throughout the campaign, throughout the story, it's up until the very last moment that you are playing within that party, within that character, they are growing, they are changing, they are evolving, they are like creating this new story for them. So mm-hmm. I, I think, and, and then with that being said, so going it from just like backstory and creating stories, but then the idea of like you're in the now. Um, and and creating uh, this idea that you've you've established this connection with the world uh, in inside your backstory. So how would how does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I think of it a lot as hopefully you're in a in a, if you're in a long term campaign. Hopefully you're in a situation where the DM can provide you mm-hmm. some yep. information during the character creation process of what the world's like, what's in it, who lives there, um, and. I always, always love, I, I kind of demand it out of my own characters in my campaign, but I love doing it in other campaigns as well, of creating that connection. Yeah. And it can be anything, right? The connection could be a place. Maybe you grew up in the capital city uh, sure. since you were a child, so you know a lot about it. Yeah. You know, maybe the DM shares that history with you, shares the shops that you have encountered Maybe you have a favorite shop yep. in that in that location, or maybe that connection is a person, mm-hmm. you know, a loved one or or an old friend, you know, or like a, a father figure, or something um, that kind of ties you to ties you to the world. Yep. Um, it's it, it's so common sometimes for there to be a campaign. That is kind of just the map that's laid out on the table. In front of you, yeah. yeah. And then you just put your character sheet on top of it. As opposed to if you can imagine kind of intertwining those two things. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's not just, oh, my character's on top of this world looking down into it. But, no, my character's a part of this world. My character's been influenced. Like, the history of my character has been influenced by this actual world that I'm living in. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And in an interesting way, the the world is also adapting and changing because of your character's involvement. Exactly. So uh, as 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 history changes, as the campaign changes, as like political parties rise up and different things happen and whatever, that that's history is changing in and of itself. So that your character is connecting to this world, meaning in the in a, in the sense of like a connection would look like you are also changing with it and how that matters and makes sense to you. Um, I think that also, yeah, with that whole knowledge base, history, information, people, there's also this idea that you are creating a, a meaningful backstory. It looks like your character interacting with the world in that it has likes and dislikes. There's things that I'm I'm in this world and mm-hmm. there's, you know, there are there are people, there are these locations, but I might, as a character, go, I don't like that or I do like that. Now, I might not be that black and white or however you look at it, but there is the characters have preferences in the world that you're living in. Right. Right. Even as even as simple as, oh, you grew up in the capital city. What shops did you like? Right. What did you like to do in that city? What didn't you like about the city? Sure. 
you know? Uh, maybe the guards were just always kind of threatening. <laughs> like, they, you never, even as a kid, you can never really understand why they were so encroaching, mm-hmm. you know? Always just this looming presence. Um, and then maybe that plays into, okay, then so your character is untrusting mm-hmm. of people of power, people uh, or people yeah. of official government status, you know? some yeah. It could just be an interesting thing to toy with. Yeah. Um, and I think about what you said of even allowing the characters to influence that history. Uh, one of my characters in my campaign um, just made me think of this. She uh, grew up in this this elven city, mm-hmm. um, and she chose a location. She liked it. She liked that race and kind of the Made sense the vibe of the just... place. What she didn't realize, though, was, and I told her after, was that that city had previously been destroyed in the last mm-hmm. war. And they'd spent the last hundred years rebuilding it. Um, and based on her age, she would have been a young adult at the time of that reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of made sense with her character. We said, well, what if you were part of that? Mm-hmm. What if you were one of those leaders of the city who helped to rebuild it? Like, there, and, and we talked about how she, maybe she went and, exp- and acted as a diplomat to the Dwarven Kingdoms yeah. and, and the other Elven Kingdoms and to bring in those resources to rebuild the city. And she's a founder That's now. Cool. She's a founder of the city. And I'm just excited for when they go back yeah. to that place. They haven't been yet. But when she finally goes back, like, there's a statue of her. They've erected <laughs> a statue of her since she left. She doesn't know that. Yeah. But, like, she just stepped down as uh, a leader, wanted to go explore more of the world. That's how she ran into the party. Um, and in her absence, thing, a lot of things have changed. And a lot of things she put into place, you know, policies, laws. Oh, yeah. How the city was structured. Uh, and that was just a, a little tangent, but it just really made me think of that. And, oh, no, no. That makes perfect sense because... Yeah. I, Another tangent. Not only is that meaningful, but to me, that's interesting. So again, if I'm hearing that, I'm going, "Oh, that's super cool! Right. Like that's so fun." But what you, what she, and what you guys did in that, you've also created a. Her character had a goal. Her mm-hmm. character had purpose. Her character, exactly. like in that backstory, so that that's forming the future of her decisions and what she's going to do with the character and all that. So I think that part of that meaningful backstory is what you, what you guys naturally just did was. I actually have a purpose and a goal that I'm going after, a mission that's going to carry my character moving forward. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've been kind of going going with that, the whole idea of having these goals. Um, I also really enjoy ideals and flaws. Maybe not exactly how 5e presents them, mm-hmm. um, but... Right. So it's such that's such a crucial part Mm -hmm. of having a character is what is that character's goal? What is their motivation? What are they doing? What are they doing? Or or are they just a person in a party? Like uh, you've mentioned him before, my character, Regis, uh, when he first joined, it was my first character. Yeah. And I realized after playing for a month or two, I don't have a goal. Like, I don't know why I'm in. I remember having this conversation with you. Like, why am I in this party? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. Why are they hanging out with me? I'm not even, like, strong. I'm a bard. (laughs) Like, a level three bard. I wasn't strong yet. Um, And we started toying with that idea. And and we got to this point where I established a goal based on stuff that had happened in the campaign. I used that as my history. And once he had a goal, it just 
the character came alive. It fell into place. I knew what to do because yeah. there was something driving me. And at just recently, as you know, he, accom- he accomplished his goal. <laughs> and it just really felt like from a story perspective, Regis was done. You know, not that I wanted to stop playing him. Yeah. I love Regis, you know. He was awesome. He was strong. I love playing bards. But his story was finished. Sure. His goal had been accomplished, and I realized he's not this dynamic character anymore. Yeah. He's not changing. He's yeah. found it, you yeah. know. Uh, so I made a new character. <laughs> uh, and, and I let him go. Uh, and it was just interesting because... Um, it just I, I think that just show, shows the how important those goals can be to a character's de- like development. Yeah, and I appreciate you even looking at that. I appreciate for you even coming to me and we, we had that conversation. Like, what's my goal? Like, what am I even doing? And we sort of, and through that, we developed it and talked through different things. And and then even now being able to say, you know what, he, he's able to, he finished. Like, he finished, you know, yeah, he finished right. his backstory, but he finished his forward story, like you said. And it's and it's yeah. over, and it's and he'll be doing other things on his own way and whatever makes sense to him. But I created a character for the group uh, that we're in. His name is Tarlock. And mm-hmm. I remember when I realized when he was meaningful to me. When I, and Because at first he was just an NPC, sort of helping guide the, like, character like crash bandicoot with like the 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 what's that that mask that sort of like tells the where to go a little oh. bit every once in a while oh, like shoot <laughs> yeah i don't Put remember his name but just but though. just that attitude of like he's awesome he's look the crowd or the crowd the, the the group looks up to him in certain ways but then him allowing to share the his, you know some of his backstory to the group and his mission and his goals and stuff but the one moment for me that created that he was it was meaningful to me was one of the players texted us in a group and said, Hey guys, would you mind sharing? Like what, what are your fears? And mm. I, and I remember like texting so quickly for Tarlock, his fear is failure. And I just remember sitting, cause I was in the stoplight and yeah. I remember going, Oh my gosh. Like the reason why he was meaningful to me is because he was relatable to me, Steven, me. Right. And so that just hit home for a backstory that I'm realizing from like for furtherment of just either creating an NPC or creating character for me, it's like, man, this relatability that could come into play for creating a meaningful character with a meaningful backstory is that they are relatable in the past, but also now they're extremely relatable. And the fears though, like that's another, you said goals, flaws, ideals, but also fears, like what are they afraid of? And that could also dictate, you know, what they're going to do in the future. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I did like that, how with Tarlock, he had these really strong, and he was an NPC. He was like, total NPC. He was like a long-term NPC yeah. that joined us on the party for a while. Um, and what I just loved about him was he had such strong ideals yep. and flaws. Yeah. You know, uh, Regis personally did not like Tarlock. And Tarlock. They did not get along. Yeah, was just like, yeah, had the same attitude. And we yeah. saw that play the, out. Right, but because what I think it really was was they're very similar mm, here we go in a, in a lot yep. of ways yep. it, at least in the sense of like they both had this voice that was trying to remind them that they were a failure mm. and that they and that they all they could do was evil um and all they could do was mess in was hurt people mm. you know and i think that there was there was a 
kind of a, a rivalry there, yep. a, a, bit, a bit of a disdain. But there was respect, you know, and, and even just now talking about it is when I'm realizing, like, that's why. That makes really, so much more sense. Is that they, they just, they're so similar. Mm. It, at a very deep, they're, one's a charming, uh, <laughs> your classic bard, I'll be honest. But it was so uh, good. Romantic. Like, it was Thank so you. fun. Thank like, don't, don't downplay. Oh, no, Sorry, I had a ton of fun okay, with cool. it. Okay, cool. I had a ton of fun with it. But, yeah, it was, you know, kind of flirty, fun, <laughs> chaotic. Tarlock, yeah. opposite. Sure. Very soldier, a yep. half-orc. Yep. You know, like a fighter, a real, uh, real general. Yep. You know, but what lied underneath was the same. Yeah. And I think that's where you find your character is, sure, you might be... Uh, uh, orc fighter I might be a triton bard mm-hmm. but the, that's not your character that's what your character does or what yeah. your character looks like yeah. what your character is is what is at the root of that mm-hmm. which is what is your character love and what is your character fear mm. I feel like there should be music that's going to be playing over this part. Just of the we'll do it in post. <laughs> we'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah, I again, there, there. I think, in a very general sense, there are many ways to go about having meaningful backstories. But I do think, you know, as we're trying to just kind of navigate it to kind of put it down into like a central thought or a central idea or some way, shape, or form, I think that realizing your character is dynamic is alive, uh, has, like we've said, agency many different times in different ways, is like even realizing it now that they are part of the future history for themselves, the party, and the world, things are going to change. So if, you're, if your backstory is very like black and white to one specific thing and they are formed by those things, be prepared to continually write backstory right, or forward right. story. Yeah. Because they're going to absolutely change, just like how we totally consistently change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. I, I think you really know that you've found it. And you're not perfect. Obviously, no. you're never perfect with it. But you know you're there when you forget that you're playing in a world mm. and you realize that you're a part of it, if that makes sense. Oh, that, yeah, because sort of bunny trail but there are these moments when you're sitting in game and you feel the weight of what's actually happening uh because of the future back forward story that you've Mm -hmm. created and man i just now i'm just really appreciative to play this game it's good and that's what's so fun and that's how we make the most of our time at the table absolutely so um we're gonna close out uh with our final question for the listeners um this is, uh, will be the question that will be guiding our discussion next week that you can uh, join us on on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the question we are posing to you guys first is, how do you stay true to your character? So this is kind of a, yep. okay, we've talked about how do you establish your character? How do you mm-hmm. create your backstory? Now, how do you stay true to that backstory, yep. to that that idea of what do you love, what do you hate, what drives you. Um, so we hope that you take the time to respond. Give yep. us your thoughts. Uh, as you've seen, uh, if you respond on Instagram, yep. uh, we have it up on our story every day. Uh, you can put your responses in there. Find us at Tavern Talks Podcast. And 
if we really like one of them, uh, we'll put <laughs> yeah. it into the episode, give you a little shout out. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys at the table. <laughs>